It's Topics with Michael Ian Black and Michael Showalter, the podcast where two people known, you know, primarily for comedy, really kind of get into the bigger questions of life. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, the, the, the focus here really isn't on being funny. No. Um, I think if that happens, if something funny happens, mm-hmm. that's okay. It's not like we're going to edit that out. Oh, um, I agree. I totally agree with that. I don't, I don't think the goal of this is to be unfunny. Right. Right. You know, I'm right. not, I'm not specifically trying to be so serious about the big <laughs> topics, you know, Well, you have to be able to laugh at, you know, at the big topics. You have too. to be yeah. able to laugh. I think, but, that, but, that's but fun. we're not trying to make joke. We're not, we're not the whole thing. We're not here trying to make jokes. No, I think that's, that's kind of the point. Well, I think a lot of times people think, oh, they're comedians, you know, all they, all they want to do is joke around. And yeah, I like to joke around, but I also like to think about things too. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I, I mean, I'm, I'm the same way. I love joking around, you know, I love, you know, having a good laugh or, or, you know, getting, getting silly or whatever. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) And you and I have gotten, you know, silly over the years and we've had some great laughs and, and it's, you know, I, 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 I remember those times with great fondness, but I also, I also know that we've had some long conversations about some really serious stuff. Yes. Yes. And, and, and I think that's what was what you and got you and I talking about maybe, doing this show was to go with those, that collaboration, that collab, that thought collaboration. I'd be lying, I guess, if I didn't say part of me hoped that this collaboration, this, this new step in our professional relationship would maybe lead to some bigger projects, you know, we're really just getting down and unpacking all of the heavy topics and not necessarily treat them in a heavy way because, you know, if some laughter emerges from this, great. <laughs> That's fine. Great. That's totally fine. We're not going to censor that or edit that out. No, but it's not the goal. It's not the goal. It's not. I, I was thinking when you were saying about this collaboration and it leading to other things, I was thinking about I mean, I love that like the show is called Topics and that's what the show should be called. But I was thinking an overall thing that I want to talk with that. I call this collaboration between you and I is the thought project. What do you think about that? I like that. That makes, that makes a lot of sense to me because, you know, we are doing some pretty heavy lifting, some heavy brain lifting. Um, but it's also a project, you know, it's, it's, it's something, it's something currently under construction. Yes. Right. Exactly. It's, it's a work in progress. It's open-ended. Um, Either uh, I'm thinking either the thought project or the think project. Mm. I like both of those a lot. The think project has a very kind of modern spin to it, Mm -hmm. which, you know, it, it it calls to mind uh, the genius Steve job who Mm. uh, created Apple computer and uh, the iPad. He created the iPad. Steve job is one of those guys who I think we'll look back on in a hundred years and go, that guy was a genius. You know, it's jobs, right? 
Oh, you, well, yeah, that, that was, that was his claim to fame was that he was able to wear so many hats and he created no, Apple. No, no, I'm, no, no. I'm saying you're calling him Steve Job, Job but it's actually Steve Jobs. Mm-hmm. J-O-B-S. Right. Well, yeah. you know, we can agree to disagree about that. I don't, I don't think it's important, you know, what, what we call him so much as we understand that he really was a genius. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. when he, I, I, I agree. When he started that company in the garage of his house in New Jersey with his childhood friend, Bill Gates, I don't think anybody could have foreseen that the uh, computer would become as, um, uh, uh, as, as, as pervasive. Oh, great word. As pervasive as any other appliance in the home. Yes. The toaster, the television set, the uh, The toaster. Yeah, the refrigerator, right, the, or or, the, or uh, you know, like the TV or something like that. Yeah, where yeah. it's just you know, you you, you walk into a home well, and you, you have, can't you can't imagine your life without it. That's I right. think that's it's it's you 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 actually say what was life like before we uh, had an i the iPad? Right, you that's know? a great point. You know, like do you? I don't know if you're old enough to remember this, but when I was a kid, if I wanted information about something, say I was looking up. Uh, the, uh, one of our first presidents, George Washington, and I needed information about him, I would have to literally go to an encyclopedia. Right, right. Or go to the library. Yeah. You know, it, was, it wasn't like I could just turn on my computer and go boop, 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 uh, you know, input George Washington send, you know, like I do now. I would have to, I would have to physically open a book uh, yeah, uh, Funk and Wagnall's uh, Encyclopedia. <laughs> um, I want to go back to to something that you just said, though, which is um, when you said you didn't know if I was old enough to remember something. Right. But I, we're the same age. I'm actually a little older than you. Mm-hmm. All right. So I guess you would be then. I do. Yeah. Just yeah. Math, I'm just I'm just speaking mathematically now. If we're the same age or if you are a little bit older than me and I remember something, then almost by definition, you would also remember that thing. Uh, well, if I if I remembered it. Aha. Uh-huh. You know, so I mean. Oh, that calls um, to mind some larger questions about the nature of memory. Like, do like, you do you remember it? What? Going getting going to the encyclopedia. Yes, I do. Okay, so I, so that resolves that question about yeah. the nature of memory. All right, well, don't be angry at me. It's not we're not arguing. Oh, no, no, I'm not. Believe me, if if you're hearing anything in my voice, it's passion about uh-huh. the, about the nature of memory. Mm. Well, memory is subjective, and this is a whole. There's many studies about this that that you know because the fact of the matter is, once something happened, and it's in the past it's no longer real. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know, and so it's like. So you're it, saying if I ate a marshmallow, that marshmallow isn't real. Um, no, the marshmallow is real. Mm-hmm. But your memory of eating the marshmallow is, is subjective now. And it's, it's basically, it's a combination of your memory of it other people's memories of what happened. Um, 
And, and, and that's how history gets written and rewritten in so many different ways is right. because memory is subjective. Right. Because, the, because ultimately there's no truth. Right. Ultimately, the truth is what we declare the truth to be. Yes. Yes. That's very powerful what I just said. Yes. Very powerful. I mean, it's like there's, you know, there's a famous, you know, uh, I don't know if you call it a conundrum, a paradox. Right. Um, the thinker. That's what you're thinking, right? You're thinking of that statue, the thinker. Well, what I'm thinking of is um, if a tree falls in the woods and no one's there to hear it, did it make a sound? Mm. Mm-hmm. And, and if you think about that, it's a very hard question to answer. Right, because because we don't even know what kind of tree it is. Yes, but it doesn't matter. Right. It doesn't matter. Right. All that matters is that the tree fell. Right. And there was no one there to hear it. And the question then is, if no one's there to hear it, did it make a sound? Now, I think it did. Right. Personally, I think it does. Right. So, you know, let's say it's an oak tree, for example. Sure, but it it's really a, doesn't. It really doesn't matter. Well, but but it matters insofar as the oak tree is 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 a bigger tree than a birch. A birch, so it would make a bigger sound. You see, possibly, possibly. Well, no, it would because if it falls and it's a bigger tree, it would just it would make a bigger sound. So, but it doesn't matter if it's oak or birch. It's really more just it's a bigger tree because. The oak tree could be smaller than the birch tree if the oak tree were younger than the birch right. tree. Well, let's just say for just hypothetically, because I think that because it's, it's one of those, like you said, paradoxes that they're both fully mature trees. The oak tree would make a bigger sound in the woods with, if it fell. I actually don't know. I actually don't know. Right. Well, that, and that's what you mean. That's exactly the nature of a conundrum. It can't be solved. No, but I think just using science, we would know that heavier tree would make a bigger sound than than a less heavy tree, a lighter well, tree. Well, 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 not if the tree was falling on something very soft. Mm. Mm. So because it does matter what the tree is falling onto, because certain things absorb would absorb the vibrations of the sound. Oh yeah, differently, right? So if a birch tree was falling on a lot of twigs and rocks and stuff, that might make more sound than a bigger oak tree falling on leaves oh. and, and, and sand. Right. No, that's actually a great point. So let's say it's an oak tree. Okay. And it's, it's falling on empty beer bottles. It's going to make a lot of noise. Yeah, I think so. That's going to make a lot of noise. Yeah. But let's say it's falling on pillows. Mm-hmm. Less, less noise, right? Much less. We don't know. We don't know because we're not around to hear it. Because that, right, that, right. that was part of the conundrum. Is that- yes, but we can assume, but we can assume that because of the... The pillows? Because, right. Because we know that pillows are softer, right. we can assume, we can deduce, right. and now I'm going to a whole other, you know, study, right. a whole other thought process The thought process of deduction. Of deduction. We can deduce um, 
that it would make less noise. And that's another thought process. Uh-huh. Now, if it fell onto a, you know, I don't even know, a, a, you know, a screaming something, something that was screaming. Mm-hmm. A screaming thing. A screaming thing. Then by, by using the deductive thought process, that would make even more noise. Well, unless the tree falling on the screaming thing silenced the screaming thing. Uh-huh. Do you see? Yes. If it was a screaming mouse. Right. And the mouse is so much smaller. Right. Than the tree. And the tree landed on the screaming mouse. Mm-hmm. It would silence the mouse. And simultaneously, within moments, the tree itself would still. And so... Well, what do you mean by that last part? It would still. What does that mean? Because uh, the energy from the tree, once stilled by, by falling, it would still. I think I get it, but I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. I just don't know like a hundred percent what's what you mean when you say still like that. Oh, right. So this, the tree makes a lot of noise, right? Well, we, 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 we've, we we've we, that we think we it, think, it, yes, barring it landing on pillows, but if it's landing on a common forest floor, okay. And landing on a screaming mouse. Okay. The process of falling would be loud and the landing itself for a moment would be loud, but then it would still. Uh-huh. Still what? It, yes. Right. Right. No, I'm saying it would still what? Well, it would, it, it would still, it would, uh-huh. it would, it would, it would. It would just literally still. That's right. Uh-huh. Okay. Powerful imagery. Really powerful imagery. Do you know about Hume's skepticism? Mm-mm, I don't. Hume. Do you know David Hume, the philosopher? Um, I know. I know David Hume, the actor. He was ma- no. He was married to a very famous actress. Who? Jessica Tandy. Oh, you're thinking of Hume Cronin. Uh huh. So the philosopher David Hume, um, he actually. Presented a skeptical theory about deduction Hmm. by and in his skeptical theory about deduction, he questioned induction. It sounds like he really was skeptical. (laughs) (laughs) Well, honestly, that's an understatement. Okay, (laughs) because his whole he, he really his whole life's work went into this. So he was very skeptical. <laughs> I doubt that very much. Oh, <laughs> no, I'm being skeptical. <laughs> um, no, explain, explain. Well, he, he suggested that, that, and, and, and I'm literally just reading this off of Wikipedia. Oh, he, he suggested that the use of even the simplest forms of induction 
simply cannot be justified by inductive reasoning. Mm. Moreover, induction cannot be justified by deduction either. Well, you know what's so interesting about that? Yeah, what? Um, my oven now does induction, and it can cook an entire turkey in about half an hour. Wow. That's amazing. You, 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 you put it in there, and you set the induction, and then within half an hour, and it's the juiciest, moistest turkey I think you're ever, you're ever going to find because it doesn't, it doesn't overcook it. Uh-huh. It's so it's so juicy and moist inside that that turkey that you go, I don't know why I haven't been using this inductive cooking my whole life. Right. And I'll tell you why. Because why? it wasn't invented. Exactly. I hate it when my turkey is dry. Yeah. It has to be moist, it has to be juicy. Well, Thanksgiving is one of those holidays where its purpose is in the name. To give thanks. To give thanks. And then if, you're, if, you're, um, if your primary purpose of Thanksgiving is to eat turkey, we have a different name for Thanksgiving. Turkey Day. Yes. Well, that's the sort of off-the-cuff. Well, it's a, it's a colloquialism. Well, yeah, I, I'll say, uh, hey, Mike, what are your plans for Turkey Day? Do you, do you have, right. What are your plans for Turkey Day? Right. And, and then, you know, I, I would respond to you, well, Michael, the question answers itself. Do you see? No, because you you've asked me what do I what are my plans for Turkey Day? Oh, I see. And you're and, and your plan. I'm, I'm yeah. turning it around on you. Right. I'm using I'm using you're, David Hume's uh, induction <laughs> right back all, at you. <laughs> it all comes full circle. Mm -hmm. What are your plans for Turkey Day? Do you have plans already? Do you know this far in advance? I do. What Turkey? Yeah. Football. I don't all I, I don't know beyond turkey but there will be turkey. Oh yeah. Yeah. Are you a are you a, a leg man, a breast man? Um dark, do a dark meat, white meat. Mhm. Mm you know what I love? I I I love a good uh turkey drumstick. Mm. Drizzled in some home cooked gravy. Mm. What about you, Michael? Huh. Well, you know that I like you, you've oft, often poked fun at me for my, you know, that I like to eat. Sure. You like making fun of that. Well, I like, I, I let me, if I could rephrase it. Rephrase it. I like having fun with it. Yes. Yes. I don't know how different that is, but I, I, I agree. Mm -hmm. I like, to me, honestly, if it's, if it's a well-cooked turkey, I like all of it. I like everything. But it has to be moist. Yes. It has to be juicy. Yes. The, the, the clear turkey juices need to be dribbling from the body of the turkey. Exactly. Because uh, that, that creates yeah. the moisture, all those juices dribbling from the turkey. Would you totally. agree with that? I would definitely agree with that. And, um. I like my turkey to be hot, juicy, with just the turkey juice just dribbling out of it. Yeah. Those clear turkey juices 
dribbling. <laughs> but Thanksgiving, conceptually, I think is so profound because it raises, it raises larger questions. Mm-hmm. To whom are we giving thanks? Yep. The Not, Indians. The Indians. The Indians. Um, God, perhaps. And, and that raises another question, which is, you know, does God even exist? Right. That's, right. A, that's maybe the biggest question of all. What do you think about that? Well, I, and I think I've, I mean, I think we've touched on this before and, and I don't know, I don't know if we've ever fully come to a conclusion about it one way or the other. Cause I think that in a way it's, it's, it is the age old question mm-hmm. and it is the, and, and it is a question that man and, and woman will probably debate and talk about for years. But I feel like, and I would never say I'm right. I'm wrong. I, uh, I think God, look, I know one thing I think I feel for certain is this. I don't think that he's just like this white, this long white beard. Uh-huh. I don't, I don't, I don't think that, you know, right. um, this image we have of the man with the long white beard and the robe and, you know, right. Sitting on a um, throne and sitting heaven. on a throne. Yeah. I don't, I, yeah, I think, but I do think that, that God exists mm-hmm. in nature um, in the atmosphere, it's an energy. Mm-hmm. I don't know exactly what it looks like or, or feels like. So you're saying, I, you're saying, you're just saying like God could be, you know, anything God, God's God surrounds us. God could be a, a you know, like, I don't know, a, like a leaf on a tree or something. Yes, exactly. It could be oh, a leaf oh. on a tree. It could be the sound that it, that, 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 that the, that a wind chime makes, mm. you know, on an autumn day as, as it's being gently blown, Mm. you know, that, that could be God, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, right. This concept that we have in Western civilization of God as, you know, I don't know, this, this, this old man with a long white beard, you know, sitting on a, on a throne in heaven. I, I, I don't know that I, I believe that that's what God is. Is that what, what you, you're saying? Well, yeah. And, but what do you think? I mean, what do you think? It I is? think, I think God is more like love, mm. energy, mm-hmm. nature, mm-hmm. you know, maybe like, I don't know, like a leaf on a tree or something like that. Right. Right. I totally agree. Or like, or like, a babbling brook, oh. you know, like just, just water rolling over pebbles, you know, right. That to me, that's God. That could be God. Right. It could be anything, anything. It's an energy. It's a force. Would you, it's, would you agree it's, that it's love? It's yes, it's love. There's God in love. So if you say God is an energy or a force, could God be hate? Wow. Wow. That's a really, really good question. I think God, and I don't think, I think God, I'm going to say two things, gave us the right, the ability to hate. Mm. I also, when I say God, I don't mean some, this old man 
with the beard. Mm-hmm. So I don't think that God is a person, you okay. know, um, but whatever God is, and it could be anything, a leaf on a tree, it could be, you know, the sound of wind hitting a wind chime gave man the right to hate. Hmm. And he lets us choose. Mm-hmm. Can I tell you what I choose? Yeah, of course. I choose love. I choose love. Beca- well, uh, beca- you know, because yeah, go ahead. just because it, it feels so much better than hatred. Hatred can be very seductive. Yes. And intoxicating. Oh. Um, I believe it was Robert E. Lee who said, uh, and I'm paraphrasing, thank God war is so awful lest we grow to love it so much, too much. Mm-hmm. Who said that? Robert E. Lee, and, and he was he was uh, he was our most prominent general in the Revolutionary War, and he said, "Thank thank God, uh, war is so awful, lest we grow to love it too much." Mm. Powerful. Yeah, he was actually Civil War. Mm-hmm. Well, there's nothing civil about war. Mm. I mean, I no. I know I know which war he fought in. Mm-hmm. But I choose to call it the Revolutionary War because when you think about it, there is nothing civil about war. Right, right. I totally, yeah. No, I just, when you said that he was the, our most prominent general in the Revolutionary War, and it just sounded like that's what you were saying, but I totally but that is what I, That is what yeah, I said. Yeah, but your point about war is well taken. Right. I refuse, I refuse to call any war a civil war. I see. So I see. so to me, there's no, there's because nothing there's nothing civil, civil no. right? There's nothing civil about it. Mm. Honestly, I I if I had my way, there would be no more wars. Mm-hmm. None. Mm-hmm. I just think war is terrible. I do too. It's um senseless. Um and uh, but but men have men. Man has been fighting wars for centuries. I mean, it's just a part of our history. Mm-hmm. No. And it's, a ter- it's terrible. Awful. Awful. Terrible. Wow. Some, some heavy, heavy thoughts today. Definitely. We, re- Definitely. we really got into some topics, some lighthearted moments. Yes. Uh, which was great. And, and it's fine. That's fine. That, those are, that's going to happen. Yeah. And those, and those will stay in, you know, we're not going to mm-hmm. edit those out. No, We're not going to edit it. We're not going to censor it. Um, it. Because this, this conversation, this think project, as you call it, is as mm-hmm. much about moments of levity as it is about moments of gravity. It's as much of, it's, it's about exploring all of it. Yes. All of it. Yes. yes. And I look forward to continuing this conversation with you the next time on Topics. Me too.